Hey folks, uh, surprise, I'm here now, instead of in the middle. Um, hello, welcome. Uh, so I'm just jumping in to apologize. Um, the audio quality on this episode got a little messed up. Um, it's totally my fault. It shouldn't happen again in the future. Um, I hadn't recorded a podcast in a very long time, and I kind of fucked up my settings and did not realize it until after we had recorded. Um, I still think it's a super good episode. It's definitely worth listening to. Uh, we're just a little tinny, and I'm sorry. Anyway, enjoy. Thanks. Bye. a podcast about anime, I guess, or whatever. I'm Elliot. I'm Kayla. I'm Paul. And this week we are returning to Naruto. We'll be discussing episodes 15 and 16. And also we're recording a podcast for the first time in several months. So uh, I don't know about y'all, but in here it's getting pretty weird. Forgive us. It's getting really weird. It is getting extremely weird. It is the weirdest. I'm a creature of the night now, which helps. Yeah, you're a nightman. I'm the night man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know not the touch of day. It's fine. <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I had an episode about you. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, the sun, speaking of, is my foe. Uh, and I hate his fearful, harmful rays more than anything. As always, we start this podcast off with a question for our hosts, and a pretty relevant one came up very quickly, which was, as I sat down to watch the episodes for this week, I appreciated the recap. I was happy that there was a recap. Yeah, I kind of needed it. I'd kind of forgotten what happened in this show. I had a lot of expletives come out of my mouth when I realized where we had stopped Mm -hmm. and that we had stopped there for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Kind of right in the middle of a fight. Right in the middle of a great fight where so many things happen that I can't wait to discuss. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry for us. Like, not to you, listener. You're getting this week after week, but like... You're fine. You're spoiled. But we we waited. You you don't even know what luxury you live in. We put in the time. You sit there in your couch listening to this podcast. You don't even know. I hope you're uncomfortable right now. I'm very uncomfortable right now. Anyway, um, so my question is, what's the right amount of recap? Because maybe recap good sometimes. I don't know. Recap good? It depends on what happens. I honestly think all recaps should be kept to under two minutes. Mm, so you're thinking a strict time threshold. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Paul, how about you? I think it, uh, a recap, you know, a 45-second, one-minute recap of what happened in the last episode or two is fine. It's when they just repeat the last six minutes of the episode mm-hmm. verbatim, basically, and lead into the new one. Like, it gets really annoying. But, counterpoint, had they repeated the last six minutes of the episode verbatim in uh, episode 15, which we'll begin with, I might have appreciated that as I had forgotten a lot of episode 14 and what went on. That's true. Although, I guess I waited, what, four months to watch an episode again? So maybe. It's true. We do yeah. have to consider that recaps are for a series where episodes are coming out once a week. Mm. And so people are still relatively Not familiar. This <laughs> but time has passed. Time has passed. It's when you get into like a 13 minute recap. And it happens mm-hmm. that it's just unreasonable. Well, we've already had a, what, seven and a half minute one, I think? I would like to point a finger at budgetary problems when that happens. At that point, I feel like they they just phoned it in a little bit. They're like, well, we can't pay all the animators this week. We mm-hmm. had to lay off Stan <laughs> two nights ago. Poor Stan. And, uh, you know... You know what, guys? It's a six-minute recap. It's all we can do. It's like mm-hmm. how Disney in the 60s and 70s started recycling animations, to, especially if you watch the Robin Hood, like half of that movie 
has been is like uh, drawn over animation from previous movies, like various previous I've seen stuff uh, about that on the interwebs. Yeah, there's some pretty good, pretty good comparative video essays that all. Interesting. I wonder if that has to do with why so many people find Robin Hood like real sexy. Is maybe they just like had like a fucking sexy ass like animated flick, and they were like, "What if he's a fox Robin Hood?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had one of those one of those World War Two porn propaganda films <laughs> that they did. Yeah. Yeah. Are we okay with shouting out another podcast? Because oh, really, yeah. the the Thirst Aid Kit episode, oh. where oh. they talk about animation, and anime wasn't very much a part of it, which is too bad because they didn't really have an expert in that regard. Mm-hmm. But they do very much talk about that box, mm-hmm. and it's it's a thing. Oh, most yeah. of my most of my friends have actually been like that box though. Yeah. That fox and Robin Hood. It's a real thing. I think that fox was a sexual awakening for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people. On that same episode of another podcast, uh, it ruined Winnie the Pooh for me forever, for the rest of my life. Um, I, I'm a gay bear, and I could not handle the things they had Nicole! to say about Winnie the Pooh. Oh, God. <laughs> just listen to Thirst Aid Kit. Do yourself that favor. And uh, even if it's just for that episode, which I think is the second or third one, Elliot and I are rapidly fanning ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why you guys were doing that. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very warm right now, Paul. Okay. I can't Ooh. help it. I'm, mm. I'm spooning. Well, let's bring that warm energy in here to our wonderful listeners out there uh, by That's digging... Nice, Thank you. Thank you for interrupting my really good segue into episode 15, Zero Visibility, The Sharingan Shatters. Just like you shattered Paul's confidence right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. So in this episode, we jump back into the fight. Uh, Kakashi and Zabuza are squaring off. Naruto, Sasuke, and Haku are squaring off. And what's interesting is when you try to synopsize this episode, it's kind of just a bunch of people talking about the fights that they're actively having. It's a very good and interesting episode, but most of it is the fights being discussed while no one is moving. A lot of the ninja fights in the show are the various ninjas kind of explaining what they are doing, which is helpful because you might not know if it's an audience, but they just kind of, here is my technique and here's how it works. Like, okay, well, thank you. Yeah. It's definitely for the benefit of the watcher. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially us this time. Um, I really couldn't tell where the recap began and ended in this episode. Yeah, I wasn't clear on that either. Yeah. Um, so if we say something that we said last episode, sorry. That's where we're at. Um, yeah, we learned right off the bat, uh, which I think we did learn last time, but I'm going to say it again, that um, Haku's technique is what's called a keke genkai, or bloodline limit, which basically just means it's a genetic technique. So uh, if you've forgotten, Haku has Naruto and Sasuke surrounded by all of these cool mirrors of ice that he can seemingly tell teleport between, although in fact he's just moving maybe at the speed of light. It's not really clear. It seems a little inconsistent. It's a shonen anime. Um, And this is a technique that only he can do, or at least only people of his bloodline can do. Um, And that's part of what makes it so powerful. Um, It also means, and I'm quoting Kakashi here, there's no way to destroy this jutsu which doesn't really seem to have any backing. It's just maybe Kakashi's just very intimidated by this technique, uh, but he's pretty much says full stop, like, well, the kids are dead. Um, <laughs> he really does, actually. It's kind of too bad. At one point, I think Sakura cheers for them, mm-hmm. sort of eggs them on to fight, mm-hmm. and Kakashi's like, don't waste your breath. You're yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end. Do you think the, like, 13% of people in the world who think cilantro tastes like soap, is that is that a bloodline limit? <laughs> Yes. Uh, oh, my goodness. Any one of them also has the ability to make pigs 
explode. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's, pretty useful. that's the bloodline limit for well, Solanco. I'm part of the 13%, so hooray! Yeah. Stay away from Paige. Yeah, damn. Email us, God. fellow bloodline limit Solanco haters. <laughs> Kayla's going to go become an eco-terrorist, but not in the way you think. <laughs> A niche eco-terrorist. <laughs> Indeed. It's extremely niche. <laughs> uh, um, Naruto... Oh, hmm. What does this note mean? I wrote, Naruto don't have time for that shit because he's got to become Hokage. It's uh, true. He kind of says basically that. <clears throat> he kind of just says, true. I don't have time for this shit. I got to become Hokage. Yeah. Um, and so he makes a bunch of shadow clones and charges at Haku a lot. And then again. he does that a hundred more times. Over and over again because his entire strategy is to just insane yep pretty much um and so and haku has a great counter he's like well my dream is to protect zabuza so i'm gonna kill y'all um and then sasuke has this delicious little smirk um he's good at those mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's his bloodline limit i feel smirking. like he's only morose or smirking yeah i mean mm -hmm. it tracks for his character type mm -hmm. yeah Morose or smirking. If you can't tell that he's an anti-hero yet, he's a man of two moods. Yeah. <laughs> Has he expressed another emotion? Shock? No. Eh. Shock? Irritation. Irritation, yeah. There we go. Is irritation just a flavor of morose? Vague annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just degrees. Degrees on those two spectrums. Um... <laughs> There's this great line that uh, Kakashi is afraid that Sasuke and Naruto can't win because they don't have the drive to kill, and Haku does. I mean, that's a legit thing. We sort of have glimpsed a little bit into Haku's past that he, it seems likely that he has murdered a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone in those flashbacks has survived, probably. So, and Sasuke and Naruto don't necessarily have that experience that we know of either. It's just fascinating to me that this is a village that is all about training children to kill, but, like, not, you know, not to kill, you know? Well, doesn't like, Zabuza kind of, like, bash on Konoha? Way to kill people, but don't, like, kill, kill people. Oh, my God. Yeah, how t terrible. He's like, your stupid, peace-loving village. Like, You're assassins, but, like, don't be, like, assassin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're totally right. He calls the village peace addicted. Peace addicted. That's what it was. Yep. He has a lot of disdain for it, which makes sense because the mm. hidden village that he came from is pretty brutal. It also makes sense because Konoha has some problems. It definitely has As, some as we problems. have been documenting and will continue to do. Indeed. One of my favorite moments of this episode is, uh, so Kakashi and Zabuza, after uh, talking a little bit about fighting, decide to finally fight. And Kakashi's about to unveil. Kind of reluctantly. Yeah. It seems like neither of them really wants to. They like they seem to be chatting just to kind of kill time. And eventually, like, they run out of things to say. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll fine. Like, right? fuck it, let's do it. They seem a little more interested in what their students are doing. And Zabuza kind of papas. can't wait to, like, is he a proud papa, though? He calls Haku a tool. Uh, okay. Like, the language Fair. that he uses to discuss him is not exactly student-teacher. Mm -hmm. They're kind of like parents. I was going to say at a sporting event, but really, especially given the tool language, at a beauty pageant, Ooh, watching yeah. their children compete and, like, getting and drunker so, and starting to fight. They're, they're stage moms, moms. Oh, yeah. They're stage yes, moms. They're two gosh. stage moms who just, like, can't keep themselves from fisticuffs. Mm -hmm. There's only one role in that new Tom Hanks movie that is going to go to one of their little kids. So it's whoever wins their fight. That's who's going to get it. I thought you were talking about an actual Tom Hanks movie. I was not. And I, I was like, oh no. I was racking my brain like, I'm not getting Paul's reference. No. Nope. I, I don't know. Captain Phillips. Oh, only, only one of them is going to be the captain now. <laughs> um, so Kagashi's about to unveil his Sharingan and Zabu just kind of runs up and stabs him. Yeah, that was great. I screamed. I was, I, I, the eye stuff. Eye stabbing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not into it. I don't want to see it happen ever. 
I cringed a lot. There were a lot of expletives. Again. Well, I just love that these are two like incredibly powerful ninjas squaring off, and one of them just runs up to the other and just like hits him with a knife. Like well, it's because Kakashi just you know he he dramatically unveils his eye. Mm-hmm. is just like, well, if you're gonna take thirty seconds to lift up your headband, I'm just gonna stab you in the hand. Mm-hmm. Which I well, wish I there was more. He was going for the eye, especially. I mean, if he can just like rip mm-hmm. out that shark sure. gun, then hey. Maybe Kakashi's headband is really heavy. Like, he weights it. Mm -hmm. And so it takes both... He has to, like, ground himself and use both hands to slowly lift it up. Right before that, um, Kakashi's kind of running through the different scenarios that could occur, depending on what he decides to do when he finally fights. And there's this weird canvas art style Mm -hmm. that shows up on the screen for a few minutes, and I was racking my brain trying to think of what it was reminding me of. And in 2003, I had a small handheld digital camera (laughs) that had all these, like, wacky little settings on it, and I swear that was one of them. That's amazing. That was absolutely one of them. Well, and that definitely tracks with when this episode aired. Yep. So, Kakashi also was getting to know his digital camera at the same time you were, Kayla. Oh, good! (laughs) Oh, good. Great, we learned together. Indeed. It was terrible. We all learned together. Day by day. Um, kind of a lot of nothing happened this episode. A lot of nothing. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining, but nothing happened. Totally. Like, simultaneously. And maybe it was more entertaining because we hadn't watched anything in four months. Mm -hmm. Like, it's possible if we'd been watching this on a regular schedule, we would be complaining more about this episode. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of nice to watch a little Naruto again, you know? Totally. This was a good... Maybe, actually, we did stop in the right place. Because (laughs) this episode was just right for getting us back up to speed and bringing us back into this part of the world that they're in right now without bombarding us with a ton of new information and or being too boring. There was a lot of people, like, kind of replaying the same tracks. So, like, Zabuza and Kakashi talk about how the kids can't win, and then Zabuza runs up and stabs Kakashi, and Zabuza continues to talk about how Naruto and Sasuke can't win. Uh, he says Haku has no heart and has abandoned his life. Which is fucking completely untrue. Obviously, Haku loves Zabuza with all of his heart and all of his life. I wrote I like down that, literally, that. I said, don't say he has no heart and has abandoned the notion of life. He loves you, hot cow ninja. He loves you, in all caps. He loves you so much. His love is so pure, too. It is. You know love is pure when they're willing to kill for you. Right? And, but... well, with the language, again, that Zabuzo is using talking about Haku and thinking about how, you know, they both come from a place where monsters were created, but even they are considered, like, the worst of the monsters. I'm like, Zabuzo is so much worse than Haku. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so much worse. Haku still has, like, sympathy and compassion and an ability to convey mercy and grant it, which... Yeah, Zabuza, he doesn't seem to have I think, I think if Haku just had a day off, he would just kind of go pick flowers in the meadow. And I think Zabuza, if he had a day off, would like go kill, kill a bunch of people. And he, so... he did. He had a morning off, and he just like went for a nice walk in the forest. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Had an opportunity to kill Naruto, didn't do it. Should have. Should have. <laughs> Definitely should have. But then we wouldn't have a podcast. Should he yeah, have, it'd be, it'd be called Haku the Town. <laughs> that will be our spinoff. Yes. Um... This is, I feel like, a catchphrase for us in this podcast, but I'm going to jump ahead. Boy, howdy. Haku just kind of is doing some weird torture porn shit to Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah, yeah. I had some serious questions about what exactly his point was. I was like, is he torturing them? Is he giving them opportunities to challenge him? Is he hesitating to kill them? Because he has so many opportunities to kill them, and he just doesn't do it. So I'm like, is this because... You're in pain, Haku, because you can't make a decision and you don't want to move forward with the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Or is it because you're enjoying torturing them? 
Are you a sadist or are you finding your soul? What's happening? Totally. It, 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 it just seemed really inconsistent because we see all these flashbacks to Haku being trained and like Haku can strike with deadly precision accuracy. Haku can strike with such accuracy that he put Zabuza into a coma. Like, and yet him moving at the speed of light with virtually infinite needles can't kill two kids? My only note for this whole thing is Haku is taking his sweet ass time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Emphasis on sweet ass. No, oh, okay. that was not what the emphasis was. Oh, okay. It was on ass time. <laughs> emphasis on ass time. Don't, don't call. <laughs> just, just leave him. <laughs> he's, he's a nightmare now. Just leave him. In he's corner. a nightmare now. Leave him to the darkness. <laughs> damp me, damp me. My secretions are low. <laughs> I'll go get the. I'll go I get the slime I have a mister for my air plants over there. I can just like gently. It actually sounds really nice. Moisturize you if you want. Um, Sasuke starts to actually kind of do anything, which is pretty cool. Um, because it means that the show is moving forward instead of people talking about the things that they have already done. Sakura also starts to do things. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she does run over and guard the old man. True. She does what they actually say. The one thing she can do, which <laughs> is. Following orders. Which is her job. Which right. is her job. You For know. half the episode, she just kind of stands there, and Kakashi then remembers to give her an order, and was like, oh, by the way, yeah, go over there. And she's yeah. like, oh, okay. And I do like that they both just sort of, like, meandered away from the person they're supposed to guard, mm-hmm. like, bored children. Like, they just, like, kind of wander off to do other stuff. They're just, like, chatting and forget about right. their whole job, their whole purpose. Well, I feel like it was so much easier to just have Sakura guarding Tazuna, and then they could just have them off screen the whole time and focus on what quote unquote really matters, which is the two battles going on. Yeah. Even at the very end, when there's that altercation with Kakashi and Zabuza that takes Zabuza over to Tazuna, he mm-hmm. targets him and Kakashi gets over there. It cuts away and Sakura screams off screen. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't even get to scream on screen. <laughs> and that's where the episode ends. And you're like, could you, you could have, you could have animated that. Like, it is a blood-curdling scream. It is know. a very good scream. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was startling. Whoever Sakura's voice actress did, did a good job screaming there. Yes. Anyway, back to where we were. Sasuke starts to realize that he can kind of see Haku, which is sort of interesting. Um, it takes a long time for this to get anywhere, but he does do something kind of cool. So what's happening in their fight is Naruto just keeps doing the same thing over and over because it's the only thing Naruto knows how to do, which is make a bunch of shadow clones and charge towards all the mirrors at once, and Haku pops them all. But uh, like A bunch of balloon animals. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Big meat balloons. Um, uh, Sasuke, like, kicks up some water so that he can see the water droplets get hit by Haku. Because I guess Haku is kind of moving at the speed of light, maybe? I don't know. It's not really... Sound, sound. maybe? Real fast. He's moving at the speed of ice mirror. Quickly. Mm-hmm. Quickly. Me getting to the bus in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you were out at your lift and then you realized you left your card in the bar speed. Yeah, I've been there. A scenario no one wants to be in. No, not ever. <laughs> Almost as bad as ice mirror needle torture forever. Almost. Oh, God. Yeah. I actually had a question. Which which is worse? Is it getting stabbed in the eye with a kunai or very closely or just having a million needles stabbing into you? Well, which, it, it kind of depends on which phase of the needles because Haku definitely goes through two. There's the initial needle phase, which is just like a bunch of tiny cuts on the outside of your body. Like he's just like breaking the skin because mm-hmm. he can, I guess. Uh, and then there's the later where uh, Jigsaku just fills your whole body with needles and demands that you eat like that. your own Jigsaku. arm to get out. Jigsaw, like from the Saw movie? No, I know. I know. I just... Look. <laughs> there's just some weird torture porn stuff going on. I, I kind of call Haku's whole fighting style involuntary acupuncture. <laughs> 
very bad acupuncture, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Acupuncture and training. Yeah. Assault crochet. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um. Um. Oh, that makes it in. Wait, can we, can we just, while we have the burp interrupting things, can, can you look at my cat really quick? Look at him. Oh, he's so zoned. He's so beautiful and perfect. He's in his little zoned. Uh oh, uh oh, we've woken the beast. Good morning. (laughs) He stares. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. You're so cute. Oh yeah. No. Um, a line that Zabuza says that kind of sums up this whole episode for me is, now, as we're talking, let me brag about another thing. <laughs> <laughs> because that's kind of just what he's doing. Uh, so, yeah, Kakashi and Zabuza keep having these, like, micro-exchanges, and then they talk some more. Um, and it turns out that Haku spied on Kakashi's fight with Zabuza and worked out some kind of strategy so that Zabuza will win this time. I want to be honest, I didn't oh, totally understand what that strategy was. I do. I, I feel like involved, I get it. It involved mist in some fashion. So it, it's kind of a throwaway line here, and I'm absolutely relying on later series knowledge, but I'm going to pretend I'm not. Um, the Sharingan has a hypnotic effect. Mm. Uh, and so uh, from the last fight with Zabuza and Kakashi, um, Kakashi really won by psyching Zabuza out. He like got inside his head. He made Zabuza think his mind was being read. He put him into this weird kind of fear state and then beat him with his own technique. Uh, and so what Zabuza does here is actually kind of smart. He summons up a bunch of mist and fights with his eyes closed so that there's no way he can make eye contact with the Sharingan so that he can't be hypnotized by it. And also to make it harder for Kakashi to see and copy what he does. Yes, okay, and actually when he reveals to Kakashi that he can find him by sound alone, Kakashi actually looks scared. Totally. Yeah, well, in the, in the next episode, there's a lot of talk about the Sharingan, and I also didn't totally understand it, but that makes sense. There's the perceptive eye and the hypnotic eye. And the, <laughs> it didn't make perfect and sense the, to you. And the perceptive confused eye. Oh, oh, get it? <laughs> uh, so there's only a couple more things that happened in this episode. Um, one thing is that uh, Sasuke can kind of start to see Haku. Um, he, like, <laughs> he keeps telling Naruto to charge into Haku like a horrible decoy. Um, Naruto's happy to do it. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what he's good for at this point. I mean, uh, it's basically the scene that happens in, in superhero comics or superhero movies or TV mm-hmm. shows where like a, a super fast, somebody with super speed, like the Flash or Quicksilver mm-hmm. or whatever, is fighting a really big bad guy. And they don't want the, the bad guy to be defeated yet, mm-hmm. but they have to, have to figure out some way for the bad guy to defeat you know, the Flash or whatever. Yeah. So they just slowly start to catch on. That's always what happens. Like totally. In, they in X-Men Apocalypse that happens. always jump in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sasuke manages to catch Haku's like coat with a fireball, um, and Haku is like shocked that he could be seen. Um, and then uh, after Zabuza does a bunch of psyching out of Kakashi, which is kind of cool. Like I don't, I mean, you know, it got very talky, but it was a nice mirror to the previous fight where you know Kakashi was in Zabuza's head and psyching him out. And now Zabuza is in Kakashi's head psyching him out. We see Zabuza kind of flash, uh, and Kakashi's like, oh no, I left the person I'm supposed to guard unguarded. Um, and we see uh, just this like horrible like Kill Bill spout of blood fountain up, and I we like hear Sakura it. scream, um, and that's the end of the episode. Was sure was. It sure was. Sure was. Hey, everybody. We're just jumping in for a minute to welcome you to the present. That's right. You. You made it. You're here. We're all here together. We did it. It's done. 
I'm realizing as I say this, this still won't quite be the present because this is actually a couple weeks from going out, but we're so much closer to the present than we've ever been before. That's right. The Bat Catalog is gone. This is a... Do you call it the Bat Catalog? The Bat Catalog is gone. Like like Batman's catalog? It's Batman's Bat Catalog. Is that where he gets his gadgets from? Does he he get get them from the Bat Catalog? I installed a new HVAC system in my cave and they all just flew away. It's like utility belt? That's true. The Bat Catalog. The Bat Catalog. The battle log. The battle log. The battle log. The tales of my conquest. Um, Anyway, we're just popping in as usual um, to say some thank yous and stuff. Um, So first off, thank you so much to Tony Whetstone. Uh, He did our art for this podcast. His stuff is really awesome. Um, You can and should follow him on Twitter at MewBlood. That's M-E-W-B-L-O-O-D. I would say can, should, and must. Indeed. Or we'll, we'll, we'll find you. We'll get you. I have those statistics. I've already owned your phone. It's part of my botnet. That's right. That's what happens when you download this podcast. Zombie phone. Zombie phone. Zombie phone. <laughs> well, I was taking a drink. What, what am I supposed to do? Oh, uh, please email us with comments, questions, or whatevers. You know, I don't know. Just want to email us and say, hey, please do. It's otakuthetown at gmail.com. That's right. Otakuthetown at gmail.com. And I do mean anything. Like, if you wrote fan fiction about Naruto, email it to me. Please do, actually. If you wrote fan fiction about... Us? No, 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 no. Please don't do that. Do it. Tina? Do it. Tina, no. Tina, resist. We don't need erotic (laughs) friend fiction about us. We don't. Please don't. I need it. Tina, no. Also, if you like our (laughs) podcast, please remember to rate, like, and subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. And I just want to throw out, thank you so much for listening. Like, holy shit. We've been blown away by the number of downloaders we've had. Because we expected four to five. Mm-hmm. And it's been multiples of that. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. By a factor of at least ten. Yes. At least. It's shocking. Maybe and not 11. even just people I know and might be blood related to me. Yeah. Oh, there's a very good cat doing very bad mm. things. Um, <laughs> we're going to let you get back to the show while Kayla corrals her savage beast. But uh, seriously, thank you. And yeah, uh, enjoy. Thanks. <laughs> and we're back and uh, moving on to episode 16, The Broken Seal. Um, this episode was interesting because I, I started by complaining about how fucking long the recap was. It was a good five minutes more. I might have modified the lyrics to Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. <laughs> Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about this recap. Oh, good. Um, but then the rest of the episode was really good. It was, even after Naruto was a porcupine. Indeed. And During? it just kept getting better. Yeah. It just... Did this episode get better the more needles were in kids? Wow, I think it did. I there was, was a direct correlation a between needles and kids. Direct positive correlation there. And yeah. how much I appreciated the episode. Interesting. Statistically significant. I ran the p value. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you for doing that. Well, the sample size of needles was well over 15. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're all going to hell. That's my first note, though, is Sasuke and Naruto are just on the ground full of needles. Yep. Um, uh, everybody's kind of freaking out because uh, Sasuke heard Sakura scream. Um, Naruto just gets up and he's like ready to charge again because he's fucking indomitable. He, uh, he lets out this really big burst of chakra, which was really cool. That was like our first like chakra so big you can see it. Yes. Okay. Moment. Wow. <laughs> um, 
he just kind of erupted in Blue Chakra. It was like a little DBZ, but not not terrible. Not as much as it got later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah. Um, yeah, more more on this being torture porn shit. Like, I know we talked a lot about that in the last episode, but, like, in the last episode, they were getting grazed by all these needles. Mm-hmm. Now the boys are full of needles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's complete penetration at this point. Utter penetration. Full penetration it's of like, needles. It's like in Saw 2, the, the pit full of the hypodermic needles. Indeed, indeed. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Is it time to watch those movies again? It might be. I don't think it's ever time to watch those movies all at all. All seven of them. Marathon. Paul, do you want to have a saw marathon? I yes. do not. Let's I not. I do. <laughs> I enjoy being changed as a person by horrific media. Uh, so the boys are just thoroughly penetrated, and Sasuke tells Naruto to stop wasting his chakra, um, and then he does this very cool thing. He somehow deflects all of Haku's needles. What? What? Bananas. It's, it's no, they're kind of, needles. No. Not bananas. But what if they were bananas, Paul? Can we consider it? <laughs> that would be really great. Is there, is there a banana-themed ninja, Kayla? Or, or just I fruit know. in well, general? Yeah, fruit, yeah, any sort of, like, fruit ninja? Fruit ninja? Is there a tie-in? Is there a fruit ninja? <laughs> I don't know. They might have, you know, there might have been a trademark issue at that point in time. It might have been late enough in the series that... I mean, given where Naruto goes, like, it could have just been, like, open marketing. Like, it, it could have been an artwork. Ninja. There's bubble ninja and maybe not fruit ninja. There's mm-hmm. frog ninja. There's a frog ninja. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah. hmm. One of my favorite ninjas is not actually a ninja. It's a child obsessed with camellias who just says, The camellias turned from white to red. (laughs) What if Carmen Miranda was a ninja? You know, the lady with the fruit on her head? (laughs) Absolutely. There we go. There's our fruit ninja. It was Carmen Miranda all along for headbands under the the fruit hat. Yeah. (laughs) Headband is the the fruit hat. Yes. She's from the hidden village of fruit. Indeed. (laughs) They also wear that. (laughs) They spend years training their heads for the strain. <laughs> um, anyway, I feel like it's unfortunate that we got off track here because Sasuke is protecting Naruto? Boy, is he. Um, hello, and welcome to the Gay of the Ninja. It's going to be the Gay of the Ninja for a while. For from the rest now of, on. Yeah, from now until the end forever. of one year time. Yes, until we perish from the face of this earth, it uh, will be the Gay of the Ninja. Uh, and, you know, we'll all die happy. Um, I'm happy. Uh, Haku apparently was only just now aiming for vital spots also. Like, he says, like, shoot, I was aiming for a vital spot, and Sasuke deflected all those needles. I started trying recently, and now <laughs> it's not going my way. Mm-hmm. Shucks. Mm-hmm. Really, Haku. Um, Sasuke, some, something's happening with Sasuke's... Whoa, oh, something's shit! Happening with something's beer. happening with my beer! Oh, God, right. I'm sorry! No, 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 no! Sorry about that. I just had a beer accident. Um... Anyway, so Haku is only just aiming for vital spots, and Sasuke is just doing everything in his power to protect Naruto. Uh, There's a wonderful line where he says, Naruto, don't fate. I can't take care of you any more than I am now. And then Naruto says, who asked you to take care of me? And collapses. Um, And I collapsed. I did too, onto my fainting couch. Mm -hmm. I whipped out a giant fan and just started fanning myself luxuriously. Goodness gracious. Men in loincloths with palm fronds showed up to help me out. It Mm -hmm. was great. I, made I really Paul. like your painting couch. It's really, it's really nice. I know, I know. <laughs> I made Paul come and feed me grapes mm-hmm. while I watched this episode. Um, I'm still not overspilling all that beer on myself. Oh, I, well, no, it's okay. It's okay. I, you don't have to. Puke and rally. Can Puke I, and rally. Can I? Oh, 
no. <laughs> what? No, I'm good. My friend from New York calls it boot and rally. Boot and rally. Yeah, boot that's, and rally. That, that's the that's like the college term, like boot and rally. I like, did like, not know this until I heard it from her. That's what the, that's what the, 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 the frat parties. Yeah, boot, well, we were rally. drinking at her vacation house because when I went to New York, I made friends who have vacation homes. Um, yeah, that was weird. And uh, she vanished for 20 minutes while we were having a party, and then she came back and she's like, "It's cool. I just did the boot and rally," and we were like. What? Is that a a rodeo term? What's happening? What is the boot? The boot is you throwing can, up, You apparently. can do a boot, I guess. I don't understand and it. And keep drinking. Boot and rally. That's what toilets are for! I... Still out secondarily. I... Well, she used... I'm pretty sure she used a toilet, but I don't know why it's called boot and rally. But why it is. is it called boot and rally? You know, I'm sure people on the internet could let us know. We're at otakuthetown at gmail.com if you know what boot and rally means like where it comes the from the, the origins tweet at me immediately please let us know I will share it on the show um anyway uh what are we even talking about what am I even talking about a um, deep sexual awakening a deep and powerful sexual awakening like wow uh, so Sasuke goes kind of crazy, um, and it, crazy just, in love. Crazy, crazy in, love. in love. Yeah, he's doing intense. The Beyonce song is about him. Indeed, it was. Yeah, it I was. really like the video. It was just Sasuke staring at Naruto darkly. I want, I want to make that AMV now. Uh, Please do. And he just keeps saving Naruto from showers of needles, basically. Um, and uh, he he looks up because Haku's like shocked. Like, how can he do this? Sasuke's eyes have become Sharingan. Whoa! Oh my goodness! Who could have seen this coming? That's right. Sasuke too has a Keke Genkai or bloodline limit. He has the Sharingan. He also tastes soap when he eats cilantro. <laughs> that was all I had. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's end of the podcast. Yeah, so. Cool. Um, That's it. He has fewer Magic the Gathering symbols in his eyes than Kakashi does, which is kind of interesting. It's um, worth noting. He has like a dual color deck. Mm-hmm. Kakashi plays three or four. <laughs> Kakashi got a lot of Ravnica. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the one person who laughed at that joke. <laughs> Me. It's my, it's my audience. <laughs> I like that the Sharingan awakens suddenly under stress, even though for me it does... Like, there's a lot that I appreciate about Haku's character and this fight, but it sort of retroactively makes it look like they shoehorned him in to explain the bloodline limits so that Mm. then they could reveal Sasuke as having one. Yeah, I definitely feel like that's the role he plays, but Mm. they made him so much more interesting. They did. It could have been so much worse. Totally. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, It could have been worse. Yeah, I also, I realize this is super tropey and, like, deeply shonen, but I love the trope of, like, Getting injured and hurt and becoming stronger. Yes. No, I'm really into that. Um, it's very shonen. Yeah. Actually, oh god, there there's so many things I could say. That's technically the way that a, a Saiyan gets stronger. Oh, interesting. Every time that they're killed in battle and brought back. What you saying, Hela? The Dragon Balls, they're stronger. I'm really, I'm, I'm really okay. What now, you I'm saying? I revealed too much about myself. Kayla, did you know that you're hosting an anime podcast? I right know, now? but I'm not used to being this open about my interests. Um, I think anyway. it's just a cool narrative. It's like rising from your own ashes, you know? Yeah. Like, well, it's something that we didn't get to see shit. very mm-hmm. often in American cartoons growing up. Mm-hmm. It's part of the reason that I have a lot of qualms with Superman, mm-hmm. is that I really enjoy heroes that get beaten up and get hurt and have to overcome that. 
Um, it's part of the reason I loved Power Rangers when I was a kid, because the Power mm. Rangers actually get hurt from mm-hmm. time to time. So it's really great. I Every time I have a hero that I love, I really want to see the shit get kicked out of them. Same. But for good reason. Totally. For good reason. When I want them to grow stronger from it. Exactly. There's, a, there's an RPG I really like where you gain experience when you fuck up. Uh, and I think that's very cool. Like, it's like you're learning from your mistakes or, you know, you're... Oh, you're, my God. You mean, like, how people actually learn? Right? Weird. We're not just perfect godlike beings all the time? Yeah. Wild. Wow. Speak for yourself. Uh, so Sasuke can now see Haku, but it's not useful for very long because then Haku's like, all right, I'm just going to kill Naruto and charges after him. Uh, and so we see this flash of both of them charging towards Naruto. Uh, and then finally we cut back to Kakashi, um, who's, of course, fine. Like, his side has been wounded by Zabuza, and that's where that fountain of blood came from. But, like, you know... He's, he's a cool ninja. He's good. Sakura's scream was a little bit of an overreaction, maybe. I like that Sakura is now behind Tazuna. <laughs> She's yep. just moved back. She's like, you know what? When I, when we're actually in danger, mm-hmm. fuck this old drunk man. Mm-hmm. I want to live. Fair. Fair. Very pragmatic. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Very fair. What if Sakura just joined Zabuza? <gasps> That'd be great. I love that idea. She and Haku would be such good friends. Mm-hmm. Someone write this actual fan fiction. Oh my god, and Zabuza would train Sakura to like, you know, to kill, to do things. Write it and send to us, we'll read it out loud on the podcast. That would be such a fucking killer team. Oh my god, and you know Sakura would love to hang out with two gays. Yeah. She's a great beard. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, what else has she been doing in this this, uh, anime so far? She's already proved herself, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah, I'm way more into that show. Please go make that or write it for us. And animate it for us, too. Yeah. Yeah, just make the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Voice act it, produce it, write music for it. I'll give you $10. I'll give you five. So Zabuza says to Kakashi at this point, your wholehearted attempt to help those kids has gone to your head. Mm. And sort of accuses Kakashi's caring of these children to, like, cloud his judgment and make him a worse fighter. And I just, like, wept a little bit on Mm -hmm. the inside. Um, A piece of feedback that I heard from a friend in regards to this podcast was that she's never watched the show and she was really starting to hate what who she called the teacher character oh, named no. Kakashi until I talked about how he might actually not graduate students very often into teams because he's trying to protect them. Mm-hmm. She was like, I really hated him until you mm-hmm. said that. And I thought that was really good reasoning. And now I feel like Zabuza is trying, him trying to throw that in his face is a little bit more reasoning. Uh, for that being some of Kakashi's motivation, that he is actually allowing himself to get hurt and mm-hmm. sacrificing himself a little bit to I, save these kids. And it just makes me feel so many feelings. Totally. I mean, I think we're getting a lot of insight into that character. It's mm-hmm. like, he wasn't, I mean, I think he was absolutely protecting kids. I think he's also protecting himself. Like, he, he Oh, yeah, he doesn't want to get hurt, emotionally yeah. speaking. He becomes attached really quick. He like, does. he really cares about these kids he already. He does. It kind of feels like Zabuza gets Kakashi in a way that no other character on the show does. Yeah. Maybe he can relate a little bit, having a child of his own that he casually refers to as a tool, but also secretly loves. literary foil, perchance. (laughs) Really, Paul? One might say. One might say. No, I mean, he's he's very clearly Kakashi's opposite. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he... He has, you know, well, I don't know. I guess, can you say that? Because he clearly has a deep and powerful and loving relationship with Haku. He does, but it's so sort flawed. Of. It's totally. So it's flawed. like a violent, controlling relationship. It's hard because my headcanon really struggles with the canon of this show sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Haku's relationship towards Zabuza matches yes. that. Zabuza's relationship towards Haku does not. Absolutely. 
Which is why they can't find a perfect love. You need to be on the same wavelength in your relationship. Oh, I know. I know. It's so flawed and beautiful. I just want it to work out, and it never will. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> move, anyway. Anyway, moving on. We see the triumphant return of inner Sakura. I was just going to say! Yes! She's <laughs> triumphant, too. Yeah, Sakura just has this, like, fit when Zabuza is like, there's no way those kids can win. And she's like, no! No! And I goes, don't accept this! Yeah, neither Sakura nor Ghost Sakura accept it. Which is interesting. Ghost Mom. They're on the same wavelength. Uh-huh. I think we talked earlier that, like, maybe the reason that Ghost Sakura goes away Ghost is that mom. Sakura... Yeah, that Sakura's mom kind of goes away is that Sakura kind of accepts her inner demons, mm-hmm. her dead parents that live inside of her. She right? lets herself get mad. Yeah. And feel things. Mm-hmm. It's almost like feeling things is good for you. Totally. We shouldn't all be sociopaths. We shouldn't all be sociopaths, and we should just accept and merge with the dead parents who inhabit our mortal vessel. Mm-hmm. And so now that Sakura is starting to agree with her inner monologue, it's like dissipating. Listeners, you if you're haunted me. by ghost parents, remember, <laughs> just do whatever they say and go along with them and they'll go away. If your parents are just like decaying somewhere in your house mm-hmm. and you need someone to bury them, I'm looking at Paul and Elliot now because mm-hmm. this is my problem, personally mm-hmm. speaking. Right. Um, yeah. Have your friends come over and help you do that. Totally. You too can bury your dead parents, accept your rage, and move on and become a more complete and happier person. Bring shovels to your podcast recording. Mm-hmm. Make a night of it. Mm-hmm. Or like a backhoe. Paul, are they in your car? Yeah. Great. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry it's raining outside. This yeah. is going to be messy later. Uh, it makes the ground easier to dig up. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Discovery Park? <laughs> Oh, the things we've found. <laughs> uh, so Kakashi drops that Sasuke is an Uchiha, uh, which I don't think we've really said uh, so far, but um, no. it's it's a specific ninja clan, um, and that's why Sasuke has the Sharingan ability, um, is because it is something specific to the Uchiha clan. Interestingly, Kakashi is not of the Uchiha clan, and mm. somehow has a Sharingan. Thinking face emoji. Mm. Mm. What could that mean? Blah, 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 blah. Um... I literally say in my notes, somehow Kakashi has a Sharon gun. Hmm. <laughs> um, and just, there's a lot more talking instead of fighting. Uh, which is interesting talking, but that, you know. I mean, at that point, it all just sort of melted away because I got so focused on what was happening next. Yes. Um, I paid for my whole seat, but I only needed the edge of it. <laughs> Gashi tells Sakura not to move and charges into the mist, and then we're back to the boy action. Um, Naruto wakes up to Sasuke standing over a downed Haku, uh, but Sasuke is basically like pregnant with needles mm-hmm. and just like bleeding profusely. A human gave birth to a bunch of porcupines, that's what it would look like. Um, and Naruto like cries out in like animal anguish seeing his love so uh, he thinks everything is fine at mm-hmm. first and has this big dumb happy golden mm-hmm. retriever expression mm-hmm. on his face which then just turns to anguish when he sees how damaged sasuke is uh and then sasuke says what kind of expression is that idiot but he says it very tenderly he mm-hmm. does uh and Naruto goes, why yeah <laughs> you protected me and sasuke says how the hell should I know? Spoken like a true Cinderella. We know what you are, Sasuke. Oh. I see you. And then we have the biggest, gayest flashback. A giant montage in which... They fuck. <laughs> Basically, they eye fuck, they fist fuck, they, they, they body fuck. I mean, the 
the kiss is like in the top right hand it corner. It it's emphasized. like one of the first things to show up. It's a big fucking deal. Like mm-hmm. if you were in denial about the gay of the ninja, there's no turning back. It's full gay. Embrace it. It's hard gay. Mm-hmm. It's every every bit of gay. If there's a bit of gay left unturned, I did not see it. My notes kind of lose the plot here. They're in love. They're in love. They're in love. They're in love. Uh, Sasuke tells Naruto that he hated him. Mm-hmm. And Naruto says he didn't ask for help. And then Sasuke says, my body moved of its own accord. And he starts crying like this tear escapes this one desperate tear just slides down his cheek uh, and he's just filled with needles like there's so many needles there's in him so many needles listener if you haven't watched this episode just imagine all the needles you can imagine and like double it that's how many needles are worth. maybe triple it mm-hmm. um and then Sasuke says that man until i defeated my brother whoa i absolutely refused to die but you don't die. And then he dies in Naruto's arms. Um, and can we talk about the music that plays during this? Because it is cheesy and sappy and dumb anime, early 2000s piano, and it killed me. It's perfect. It's pushing so hard for you to believe with every inch of your being, you're witnessing a death. This yeah, is the end. Totally. That's it. Feel all of Sasuke's it. Sasuke's dead. Feel all He's of it right now. Definitely dead. I was like watching this episode at work at four in the morning, and I was like getting teary. Like this, this affected me. In fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in a little clip of it right here because I need you all to understand what this music did to us. Go full cap, and they're just well. Okay, okay. This is I can't. Welcome to our new podcast, The Gay of the Ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 just uh, why, did, why did we call this Otaku in the Town? Now? The Gay of the Ninja. <laughs> uh, it was on our list of possible names, and honestly, it probably should have won out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, while we played that for you, uh, we just rewatched that scene, and oh my god, I'm looking at Sasuke's bloody dead face in the reflection of Naruto's eyes because he only has eyes for Sasuke. Um. I'm dead. I'm dead. This po- this this show killed me. Um, We're podcasting from beyond the grave. Indeed, mm-hmm. the, the the saddest, so gayest grave. Cool here. Hello and welcome to Otaku the Graveyard. Indeed, There's a lot of succulents. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. <laughs> Out of succulent boys. Haku uh, <laughs> says that Sasuke uh, uh, dived into a trap to protect someone dear to him. Right. Uh, He's and that, super that makes moved him worthy honestly, of respect. Right. Haku, same. Fucking uh, same. Yeah. Um, but then he also says that watching your friends die is the way of Shinobi. Mm-hmm. Shinobi no Michi, which, Haku, come on. We yeah. know it's gay no Michi. Yeah. <laughs> We've established Oh, this. God. Oh, God. There's a, definitely a dark, like, thread there that, like, watching your friends die is, like, kind of the way of gay people. I'm sorry. Sad, that was a lot. No. That got heavy. It's all I right. mean, this whole show is very it's heavy. It's not all right. It will never be all yeah. right, but um, we'll carry on. But then it lightens up a little bit because Naruto's whole body starts vaping. Yep. Yeah. Team is rising because their love is so hot. Their love Elliot. is so pure and good and strong. 
It lights uh, everything on fire. Uh, these lines of orange energy start to just, like, gush out of Naruto. Uh, and his eyes turn red, and his teeth file into points, and he screams, I'm going to kill you. Suddenly he's the demon from Insidious. Indeed. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much chakra that uh, there's actually a line that's visible to the naked eye, which I thought is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns into the shape of a fox head. And it is bad news for Haku. No, no, no. Not just bad news. It's fox news. <laughs> Since last night, Elliot, you know what they should call this show? What? Fox and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. That's gonna do it for us. No, oh my god. Um <laughs> I would be laughing. I just have an incredulity threshold where I reach a point where I'm just in such a state of shock and disbelief that I can't I can't laugh. Is there a boy? Whose tummy we could seal Fox News away into? I just, I mean, is there just some some orphan sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Could, yeah, probably. I would find that kid. Yeah. I'm sorry, boy, that we inevitably kidnap later this evening. It'll be boy from Terrace House. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the first boy. The first boy. Yeah, the bad boy. The worst boy. The worst boy. Um. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, so all the needles fly out of Naruto, and his wounds just instantly heal, and Haku kind of just starts peeing himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, understandably, because there's like a fox made of chakra erupting from this boy. And we, and we see from... Yes, no, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I was going to say, we, we see from, from outside, from Zabuza and, and uh, Kakashi, and the, the whole ice prison is just glowing orange. Mm-hmm. That was like a cool visual. And yeah. even Kakashi is surprised, which kind of tells us that he must be much younger than he seems mm. by comparison of these kids because there's this point I think in the first episode could be the second I could be screwing this up uh, where it's noted that the adults at the time when the spirit fox was attacking and was sealed away into Naruto they knew they knew where the fox was sealed but people who were children and younger at the time did not know which is why Naruto was able to go to school with his classmates who are weird to him because mm. he's like a strange anomaly in the village but they don't know he has the spirit fox sealed inside him. Obviously, Kakashi didn't either. Well, I, guess, I got the sense that he knew, and he was just like, oh, shit. I didn't, it's, like, it's like escaping. <laughs> they not, not didn't that prepare didn't... me for this. Right. He was like, oh, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just, I was just collecting a paycheck here and trying to get these kids killed. I don't know what seal means to you guys, but to me, it means sealed away. Like, <laughs> sealed. Forever. Not just, like, topped off. Like, suppressing the mold monster permanently mm-hmm. that we used to have to deal with at our past job yeah absolutely the seal kind of seems like like a towel thrown over it yes <laughs> like you the fox is really in a jar towel and mm-hmm. cover it in sanitizer and just throw it onto the mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of like your beer from earlier sometimes it just it, it just, just escapes it just, it just escapes <laughs> all over your body mm-hmm. i erupted in all this beer colored chakra so this episode really should just be titled all the love and plot that you've been waiting for mm-hmm. because finally oh it erupts finally. forth it, it bursts forth so Naruto kind of doubles over, all kinds of foxed out, and he charges towards Haku. And that's where the episode ends. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. Wow. Find out next week. 
Indeed. I I love this show. I love this show. It's it's 16, 16 episodes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've enjoyed previous episodes, but like, holy shit, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get why I was so into the show. I finally understand. Yeah, some, of, some of the first two episodes, I, I, was, what, I was like, what, what was my taste in eighth grade? It was <laughs> right. not very good. But now I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. It's fair. Um, so let's go around and say something we liked about these episodes that we watched today. I don't I don't think it'll be too hard. Sure. Uh, I really liked when, in the in the first episode, or the episode 15, when Sabuja just, just stabs Kakashi because he's taking too long to pick up, like pick his, his visor up. Mm-hmm. He's just like, you know what, fuck it, and just stabs him. And I, wish, I wish the ninjas would do that more often in this show. When they're in the middle of doing some big routine or something, just, mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck it, you're going too slow. Keep get, let's get this shit moving. Come yeah, on. it doesn't always have to be a big technique. No, no. Let's just come on. Let's just let's get the show on the road. Mm-hmm. I liked the introduction of the Keke Genkai. Uh, that there are these clans out there with unique bloodlines that enable these abilities that can't be acquired any other way that we're mm-hmm. currently aware of, um, and also that it will negate certain other abilities that people might have, like a jutsu that even Kakashi cannot copy. It's the idea that there will always be someone stronger than you out there, which is very true to this world, and it's something that I really appreciate, is that the power just grows and changes and hits different obstacles mm. rather than just remaining the same. It's a metaphor for hereditary wealth in the real world. How capital <laughs> collected hundreds of years ago just stays in the same family, and you know, no matter how hard you work, sometimes you just run up against like a DuPont, and they just have... $300 million, and there's nothing you can do. I think that's an important lesson to mm-hmm. teach all of us. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I loved everything that was so gay about this episode. It changed me. It rewrote my DNA, and now I'm a better and more powerful person for it, and it's over for you hoes. But the thing I'm going to talk about is that I really liked the color scheme of the last couple minutes of this episode, the, like, powerful orange chakra and the bright blue mirrors. Um, it was really beautiful. I mean, it was very much like a website designed in 2008. Um, but... I remembered why that was so popular, the orange and blue. It looked really fucking cool. And the pulsating orange coming out of the mirrors, it just, it looked intense. It looked kind of frightening. Um, it looked much cool. Like, the, the fox chakra was a little silly. I mean, it was neat and appropriate, but silly. But uh, I thought that was the much more powerful image, um, was just this, like, horrific orange pulsing. It's like if Roger Deakins was shooting this episode, that's, that's what he would have gone with. I don't know who Roger Deacon He's is. the cinematographer who just won the, the Oscar. He was, it was his 14th nomination. He just finally won. Good for, holy shit. Yeah. Very good for like, him. Finally. Mm-hmm. Sorry for ruining that Paul joke. Normally I just laugh when I don't get your jokes because yeah, I assume they're funny. He, he shoots a lot of blue-orange contrast. He's kind of oh. Interesting. It's a, it's a well, really whoever's cool... responsible for Fury Road. That was not him. He, not did, him. he, did, he did Blade Runner from this last year. He did, oh, he perfect. Did, uh, he well, did Sky, he... Skyfall was one of his. He really deserved it for Blade Runner 2049. A lot of oranges and blues in that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just was such a beautiful homage to the original work. I'm so, sorry. So I'm sorry. I just went out of my body and became a total tool. That's okay. Not like a bunch of scrap like Naruto and Sasuke. Right? Uh, no, I'm, I'm better than that. Okay. Well, I think that's about going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Um, Let's go bury my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, once again, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to uh, Tony Whetstone for doing our art. Please send us emails or, you know, of, of whatever. I don't care. Email us on. We're, please, we're lonely. Talk to us. Oh, talk to the town at gmail.com. Yeah, that one. And please do remember to rate, like, and subscribe to our podcast. 
And I know it's annoying to do that, but that's basically the only way we're going to get new listeners. Or tell a friend, please. Tell a friend. Yeah, do you have friends who you watch anime with? Do you have a friend who you could get to rewatch Naruto and listen to a dumb podcast about it? Do you have a friend who you're like, oh my god, that person just really likes watching Naruto? Do like, you have any friends? No. Are you okay? Are you okay? Do you, you need a friend? Friends. Prove that you have a friend by recommending this podcast. If you need a friend, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at intrepid underscore hero. Or you can follow us at Otaku the Town. Email us. That's true. We yeah. have an email correspondence. <laughs> Just email us with the subject line, please. 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 I need a friend. I need a friend. I need a friend. We all need friends. You got a friend in me. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm Elliot. I'm Kayla. I'm Paul. And as always, if you love somebody, maybe tell them before they're so filled with needles that they bleed to death in your arms. I've always made that mistake. Breaking news! Ninja found dead on outskirts of village! Wait, when is this happening? 1920? Yes. I saw... I've just seen... I've seen some things. It's fine. We'll get there. How many toes do you think the Hokage has sucked? Is there a nasty foot ninja? <laughs> you know all these ninjas are into nasty feet stuff. I'm that's sure. That, that's why they love open-toed sandals. They just love to put the stank in. You know, I noticed the Hokage has a foot fetish, and so that's part of what's the required uniform. <laughs> no, it's not feet. It's hands, but it's nasty. Ooh. It's nasty. That's part of when you're becoming a jonin. Yeah, that's part of the, oh, <laughs> the final slurping. Yeah. <laughs> There's a 50% failure. I don't want any of it. I don't no want toes, it. no best. <laughs>